Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another uh, Wednesday live stream. So uh, wherever you are in the world, and in this particular one, that really does apply. Um, you're very welcome. So uh, as I said, thank you so much for being here. We are streaming across all the platforms, apart from YouTube, from which we are in temporary ban. And uh, so we're not worried about that, but we're on Facebook, Odyssey, Rumble, Getter, Twitter. Uh, yeah. The known universe, so to speak. Uh, so uh, that's where we are. So I hope you'll enjoy this. I've got the uh, some of the live streams open so I can see some of your comments. So uh, hi, Albert Lee and all. So listen, uh, we, we always try to bring a variety and, and, a, and a depth uh, of, of, of special guests. Uh, and on this occasion, I'm really pleased. I'm, I'm very happy because this is the first time uh, we've gone to uh, New Zealand. So uh, our very special guest, who I'm very keen to introduce you to, his name is Vinny Eastwood. And let me just bring Vinny on screen. So we, hi, Vinny. Yeah, well, welcome from the, from the archipelago of the South. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why aren't you in prison? That's what I wonder. Why are you not in, a, in, in the gulags? Because um, obviously, Vinny, one of the reasons I was so keen to speak to you was you're obviously in New Zealand. And over the last couple of years, many countries have been bad, tyrannical, and all the rest of it. But uh, but where you live has been exceptional. Well, it seemed exceptionally bad under the diktat of, uh, of of our friend Ardern. But before we get to that, before we get uh, just everyone, uh, Vinny does a Vinny Eastwood show, which uh, we, we put the links to, so you can uh, uh, subscribe to that and listen to Vinny. But Vinny, I do love your introduction uh, on your bio. He said, Vinny says, the Vinny Eastwood show is bad news. It's like the news, but worse. It's, it's the lighter side of it's the lighter side of genocide. Ha, loved it. Um, just, just because we're being exterminated doesn't mean we can't enjoy it. I, I was superb, um, Vinny. I, I, I laughed so much at that because, as we were saying just before we came on air, uh, dark humor is often the best humor, isn't it? Oh yeah, uh, dark times call for dark humor. They say. I think so. Yeah, I, th I do think so. Yeah. Although, actually, do you know something? I don't know what you feel about this, because I know, I mean, you've done different things apart from your talk show, comedian, filmmaker, all your different, um, you know, uh, strings to your bow. But do you not think that comedians have gone missing over mostly during the past three years? I mean, where have they been, Vinny? Yeah, it's... Uh... It's the that's not funny or I'm offended by that generation. So... Mm the whole idea of humor is that every joke has one thing in common a victim all right mm. any, any joke you got uh, and this is how we uh, allow our victimhood to pass this is how we release endorphins instead mm -hmm. of cortisol the stress hormone and as a result we have the society around us that wants people to be stressed wants people to be worried because it deactivates the neocortex, the primate part of your brain that does your higher level thinking, and mm -hmm. it sets you back into the reptilian fight, flight, freeze, submit, and attach mm -hmm. responses. And I think that the people who are running society are uh, particularly adept at making people have that submit or attach response to their tyranny. And uh, unfortunately, I have the fight response. Oh, yeah. Well, don't worry. You're amongst friends tonight. 
we we or all of us collectively have been the opposition from from day one of this tyranny, you know. But but as I say, I, I, I'm just keen to talk talk it through with you, Vinny, because when this all started uh, back in February, March, 2020, uh, all, all, all the uh, you know the the, the COVID nonsense, um, the, we saw degrees of tyranny around the world. But you live in New Zealand. You had Jacinda Ardern, and little did I—I I mean, I didn't know—I I didn't realize she was as bad as she was. But what was it like, Vinny, in those in those time in those early times? Well, it was thing, but it's because I was on the ball uh, long before Jacinda Ardern came along. I was uh, there for like what nearly thirteen years of the reign of John Key, or something like that, and he was a former Federal Reserve banker. And I'd been to hundreds and hundreds of protests, made thousands of videos with uh, nearly 500 activists, you know, long form interviews. And yep. when you see these activists on the TV and you see them for 30 seconds, they have a wealth of knowledge that you get access to when you interview them for two hours. So I had yep. a very geometric rate of learning. Uh, at that point where I feel like these were the people that did the real work, the activists who went out, read the documents, went into courts, went to the council meetings, mm -hmm. staged the protests, uh, did the public speaking through the megaphones and the microphones. These are the people who do the real work. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just a douchebag with a microphone. And uh, what you do is you go out and you record this knowledge and you uh, allow it there for posterity. And just like yourself, I was also uh, banned from YouTube and uh, I, ain't, I ain't coming back. So that's 6,000 uh, shows and I believe nearly 20,000 hours of uh, recorded content, the largest online free archive of interviews with New Zealand activists the world had ever seen. And it's all gone. That's because YouTube is total digital AIDS. That's what YouTube is. Let me tell you, I, I, um, I, I had uh, a couple of weeks ago, Vinny, I had one of Donald Trump's attorneys on with me. And she was taught, she'd written a book about the 2020 um, presidential election and the shenanigans that went on in the States. I got a strike after that because you're not allowed to talk about that still. Uh, I had Ed Dowd on with me. I'm sure you know Ed, Edward Dowd. Um, uh, American uh, Wall Street financier, ex-Black Rock, actually. So he comes from the dark side, but he's on our side. He's written a book about all the, uh, the unexplained deaths in 2021 and 2022 that we've seen all around the world. So Ed and I had a great chat about that. Uh, uh, he wasn't specifically... Uh, Vinny saying that the vaccine caused it. He wasn't attributing it directly, but you might assume that. Um, I got a strike after that as well. So sod YouTube, you know, and I'm sure like yourself, like we all put work into them, Vinny, but if these platforms are going to punish us, what's the point in being on them? Yeah, well, the uh, point is this. When I had to go to Twitch, for example, uh, for the One Great Work Network, I wound up getting, I think, maybe 450 followers after doing that for more than a year. Mm. After doing YouTube back, starting up from scratch for uh, now two months, I have equaled that amount of followers. Mm. Right. So, so even though uh, YouTube does do all its censorship and everything like that, that is where the audience is. And you actually uh, create a 
larger audience much faster on YouTube than anywhere else. Now, the question uh, behind this is, how do you get around all of these things? I believe uh, yeah. one of my colleagues had a great idea is that every time you wanted to say uh, a word that uh, you know that the censors would say, you, would you wouldn't call them a jab or anything like that. You would call them a miracle. All right. So everybody, we've had all of yeah. these miracle and we've had all yeah. these miracle injuries. People are getting forced miracled and, and you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the elixir of life. It's the elixir of life, YouTube. We're definitely not criticizing it. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, I tried that. And to be honest, but you forget yourself. And, and sometimes it's really, really hard. Uh, especially on it's, it's funny it's those two big topics really isn't it it's covid uh the vaccination and it's the u.s presidential election those are the killer ones um and, and I, I gotta say Vinny, i mean i was taken off twitter back in 2020 i came back at the end of november what well, i didn't ask to be but i came back and, and since then i've been able to say pretty much as i want on twitter so we, we some people have reservations about elon musk i do but I'm not going to bitch about the fact that, well, I'm back with a decent audience, you know, and uh, apparently free speech sort of, sort of prevails. I don't know what, mm. you, what, what, what you think about the Musk Twitter. Do, do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? What do you think? Uh, well, I mean, anything that's better that gets anybody there... Uh their able ability to access the public square back, I'm all in favor yeah. of it, you know, that, that kind of thing. I mean, I've applied to have my uh, Twitter uh, unsuspended, and they didn't tell me why they suspended me. You violated our guidelines. What, all of them? Wh which ones? You know, what did, I, what did I actually do? What did I actually say? Just part of the purge, you know? And yeah. Yeah. this is the thing. Uh, if you can see the gentleman behind me, these are my escorts um, for... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, getting onto uh, uh, jail, you know, and I got arrested for protesting the lockdowns like we had in August 18th, 2021, a snap lockdown. We had a single case of the Delta variant that was detected yeah. and the entire country of New Zealand went into yeah. level four lockdown. It was a very severe type of lockdown, you know, yeah. um, and yeah. we went out to protest it and then myself and Billy TK uh, got arrested. And, yeah. you know, you're supposed to hold you in, in the cells for maybe uh, two, three hours or something like that. And they held us for 28 hours, you know. And uh, by the time I got out, I felt like I was some kind of a prisoner of Russian gulag, you know. I got up with my wife and my daughter and go, to know, baby, you haven't aged a day. <laughs> you, yeah. You're still as beautiful and supple as the day the state took my freedom. Adelina, my little mamushka, look how you've grown. <laughs> and it was, it was so traumatizing. Like, I, I got back uh, uh, home and I was making my, my uh, wife coffee, you know, as, as you do in the mornings. And I was just sitting there just crying, you know, holding myself up on the bench top. And my wife was like, oh, baby, are you crying because you're making me coffee? And I was like, the granules are so beautiful. <laughs> well, was 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 that the first uh, Kiwi lockdown, the twenty one, or was there one in twenty as well? Did she lock you down? Oh, in oh, yeah. There was a number of uh, uh, lockdowns, a couple, couple in uh, twenty, and and uh, then the rest in uh, twenty one. That was, I think, maybe the first that we had in twenty one, and uh, yeah, it's, it was uh, very, very brutal. And 
it was interesting because I remember when the uh, the first uh, um, uh, outbreaks were announced and stuff like that, everybody was talking about it except me. You know, I, I ignore everything until you know there's no avoiding <laughs> it anymore. There's just there's just there's just yeah. too much going on. Um, yeah. And so eventually, then I had to start covering it, and uh, then I got banned. So <laughs> now I can't cover it no more. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you try, you try. Well, but but as you say, like go go on, just focusing on twenty one there for a second. That I remember, I remember that story about uh, New Zealand going into lockdown over one case, and it's like how insane was that? D did most New Zealanders go along with that, Vinny? What, what was the response to that insanity from Odern? Well, um, most we got 87 people to turn out to our protest. About 14 people were arrested around the country, including Billy TK uh, and myself. The police quashed any and all protests activities uh, everywhere, just down. And then uh, everybody else just sat in lockdown for ages. And uh, those are people who saw all the arrests and heard about them were incredibly depressed and they had nobody to... Uh, uh, listen to on the airwaves and stuff like that because we were banned from accessing the internet. Um, so, yes, full Soviet style tyranny. It was. I mean, that's why. Honestly, I mean, there's people, uh, New Zealanders. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Sam. You know, Sam Bailey, uh, Doctor Sam Bailey, um, uh, who's uh, uh, been noteworthy in her opposition to well, all vaccines basically. Um, miracles, I, miracles. <laughs> But 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 I just wonder, like, how did how did people who opposed it get by in in those before they rolled out the elixir of life um, saving vaccines? Like, I, did, was it just people just shut their door, stayed indoors, and that was it? Is that how it worked? Well, it felt like I was driving down the road one day I could listen to dance music and the other day I couldn't listen to dance music because the only thing that was on the radio was, this mm. is a COVID-19 announcement. You know, um, it, it, this little turkey noise or something like that. This is a COVID-19 announcement. And and uh, in this real creepy uh, kind of voice. And all the news became about COVID as well. Uh, you know, people yeah. will be talking about dance music festivals and things like that. Oh, you've got to be jabbed and, and you've got to have your, track, your tracer app and stuff like that in order to yeah. get in. People would have a traffic report and they say that there's no traffic because it's locked down. Uh, people would do a, 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 a news report and all the news would be about the latest outbreaks, the latest deaths and so on and so forth. And then it would cut to an ad break advertising the vaccines and how to keep, stay safe and be kind to everybody. It was just a complete yeah. and utter saturation. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, utter saturation of every single media source. I found a radio station. I found one that mm. didn't have ads every single 15 minutes okay mm -hmm. and this was a very old radio station that played classical music that was recorded in like the 1930s it's the only station that refused to be bought out you know <laughs> the, the government threw a billion dollars worth of advertising all right mm -hmm. this is a country of five million people and the government mm -hmm. spent a billion dollars just on their COVID ads alone and as people started to expose all of this stuff going on, they then yeah. spent $50 million buying out the mainstream and alternative media, oh, 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 mainstream and uh, 
private and government media by starting what they called a public interest journalism fund. What was this funding being used for? By making documentaries about alternative media personalities, demonizing them, calling them terrorists and white supremacists and so on and so forth. All right. Now, they call everybody far right. If you're not left in this country, it means you're far right. There is no right anymore. There's only far right and far yeah. left, ostensibly. It's, it's terrifying, this country. Mm. But, but, I mean, the, the New Zealand population, it's what, is it 5 million? It's, it's not mm. a, yeah, so as you said, so it's not a, a huge population. And as far as I understand, I mean, it's quite a... If there's not there's not really any mega cities, is there? I mean, it's not huge population centers. It's kind of pretty well spread out. So, so like I'm just a bit like with Australia, Vinny. I I don't understand how like although I was so disappointed in what I thought were tough-minded Aussies going along with all this crap, but most of New Zealand went along with it as well, didn't they? As in the as in yeah, the UK. In, as well. in 2019, after the Christchurch mosque massacre, when a Australian citizen was reported to the police for his anti-Islamic uh, uh, views by people at his gun club. Uh, this yeah. person then stalked a, a, a mosque and allegedly staked it out for three months and then shot up the place exactly yeah. on the same day when a drill was being conducted by both NATO snipers in New Zealand and uh, New Zealand's uh, armed defender squad were both conducting drills concerning a mass shooting. Uh, coincidentally enough. And also, incidentally, there was a uh, Crisis X conference of international terrorism, uh, including uh, many of the uh, heads of international anti-terrorist agencies in New Zealand for what they were called a uh, very realistic simulation uh, that they posted in their website. And the person in question got uh, found... Uh, to be pleading not guilty while he flashed a Masonic 666 hand sign at the cameras. And then on day one of the 2020 lockdowns, he suddenly pleads guilty on the day that no media can be there to report it. And then the Royal Commission of Inquiry into uh, the massacre is sealed for 30 years so that nobody can understand what actually happened down there. And this man is being incarcerated in solitary confinement for life at the cost of 40,000 New Zealand taxpayer dollars a month and no media or visitors allowed. All right. Now, at the back of that incident, the government within 14 days decided that they would take everybody's guns. All right, yep. all the law abiding citizens, weapons, and, and things of that nature was just boom. I, I, was, I spoke to a uh, New Zealand uh, rifleman uh, who was uh, at two o'clock in the morning after he'd been training all weekend carrying huge logs over his shoulders. Uh, at two o'clock in the morning, the police turned up to take his guns. And they didn't have a member of parliament there because that's under New Zealand law. If the New Zealand police have to interact with the New Zealand military, they have to have an elected member of parliament there to make sure there's no freaking shooting, right? right. Um, but they didn't do that, and they came in and they took his weapons. And this has uh, been uh, interesting because what happened after that is they started arming the police. The first uh, uh, policeman who used his weapon in... Uh, uh, in service, uh, shot himself in the ass, all right, sitting down because he didn't know how to use it properly. And after that, uh, New Zealand's 
New Zealand's yeah. gun statistics uh, started to change uh, significantly. We used mm. to have maybe one gun murder every three years-ish, maybe mm. a couple of shootings or something like that here or there. And we are now getting reports that there's up to like 20 shootings a week in just one suburb in, 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 uh, in South Auckland here. So what happened was the government had uh, banned everybody's guns and the gangs simultaneously had infiltrated the gun registry at the New Zealand police. So now they had a shopping list of all these people who wanted to get rid of their guns and the government was going to take them anyway. And now the uh, gangs are very, very armed and New Zealand is a far more violent place, as is exactly the case with every single place that has ever banned uh, guns in history where the murder rate shoots up astronomically because now the criminals know that their victims can't defend themselves. All right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, then they trigger lockdowns when nobody's able to shoot back and defend themselves against this kind of tyranny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, had, did, were you surprised at how tyrannical the New Zealand government behaved, or was it in sync with what you previously probably thought? I mean, genuinely, what did you think? I've been doing this for fifteen years, and I've never seen anything like it. Mm. Never. Mm. Uh, like, uh, you mm. know, I knew all this stuff was coming because uh, everybody who'd been uh, studying Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 and, and uh, the New World Order and uh, uh, everything that's uh, going on told you it was coming and you knew it because it wasn't a belief. You knew that this is what they were capable of and you yeah. knew that that was what they were doing and you knew that people would go along with it because they're up against the best mind controllers in the world. Yeah. All right. Now, now I want to make this point because uh, Steve Hughes, the comedian, he told me uh, uh, this and I, and I thought this was a very, very uh, salient point. Don't beat yourself up about it. OK, if you got sucked in at mm. any point by any of these schemes, don't beat yourself up about it. They employed the best of the best mind yep. controllers in the world specifically to mess with your head and make you to uh, make decisions that were against your self-interest. It's like a four-year-old yep. getting in the ring with Muhammad Ali in his prime, okay? It wasn't a fair fight. Don't beat yourself up about it. You're here now. You realize what's going on now. Now you've mm -hmm. got to do something about it. No, I think I think that's a fair point because, I mean, some, some of us from the beginning did totally resist it, but there was a chunk of people who went along with it, I think, Vinny, and one of the, their main drivers of their compliance, their conformance was if they consume mainstream media in particular, they, they thought they were doing the right thing. I mean, you know, and we, and we shouldn't judge them too hard because, as you say, the, uh, you know, the all the, the nudge units, the sort of the, the, the top um, psychologists were deploying all the weapons against them, predominantly over the media. I think if you'd have turned the media off, though, you wouldn't have been impacted at all. Do you not think that? I wasn't listening to the media at all. And yeah. uh, that's uh, why it was interesting, because you were still impacted by it nonetheless, because every mm. single radio station and every single television studio, every, every store you walk into, okay? Just, yeah, yeah. At this huge, like, Posters everywhere and like lines on the freaking ground and people wearing masks and all sorts of really stupid, crazy kind of things 
that only robots was would follow. Now, now, what does the what does the term robot mean? It means slave. Okay, and mm -hmm. let's face facts here, ladies and gentlemen. We are technically slaves. All right, and a lot of us realize it, don't like the fact, and are trying to end slavery, end it for good. But many, yeah. many people are slaves and they don't realize it and they're just quietly compliant. And that is the reason why the rest of us are fighting so hard because for everybody who doesn't pull their weight, somebody else has to fight twice as hard in their stead. Yeah, no, you're, you're, it's very true. I mean, I mean, the, the thing, I mean, whilst I understand why people went with it, Vinny, uh, when I still see people walking around, even in 2023 now, and there are people, I don't know what it's like with you, but I see people wearing masks and the, 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 all the theatrics of COVID. And at this point, it, it irritates the hell out of me because I'm thinking, you you know, if it hadn't have been for people, for, for those people, Vinny, we, we wouldn't have been, they would not have been able to push it as fast and as effectively as they did. It was the compliance of the masses that caused the problem. You know, we can't get away from that either. Uh, but tell me this. So, so you had all these lockdowns and stuff, but obviously that was all the prelude to the elixir of life, the vaccination, that sweet honey, that nectar that we get into our arms that um, causes all kinds of uh, horrific damage up to and including death. So, so what was the New Zealand response to the vaccine when it came? Did people just rush out to get it? What, what was, how did that work? It was like... I don't know if you've ever fed chickens before, but when you go out there with the pail full of seed, yeah, and, and you and you call them, you go chuk 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 chuk, and you throw the and you throw the seed everywhere, and all and all the chickens start coming in immediately, just start gobbling it up. It was it was like that, you know. Yeah. I, I I made a joke about it. I said like a um. A chicken comes on the news and he's wearing a suit and stuff like that. And he, uh, he he looks dead into the camera and there's little subtitles down the bottom that are talking about COVID and, and vaccination and, and how, mm -hmm. how deadly the situation is. And chicken looks at the camera and he goes, and then it cuts to the little family of chickens that are sitting at home and the hen turns to a rooster and she goes, and the rooster goes, and then all of a sudden, and then they were flying around, there's feathers going everywhere. And that was what it was like in New Zealand, all right? Just a whole bunch of scared chickens who just immediately got their feed uh, uh, just cast before them and they got their heads down and they started taking it. And then people yeah. started getting sick and then uh, okay. people started dying and uh, some people started to connect the dots. And then we had a, uh, a giant protest, protests the likes of which I don't think New Zealand's ever seen on the on the lawns of Parliament uh, there for uh, what was it, nearly six weeks or something. And then, uh, but because uh, nearly a year beforehand, uh, Billy TK and I had been arrested for just uh, having a protest of eighty-seven people or so. Yeah, uh, we knew what would happen the second that protest down in Parliament started. We knew what would eventuate and we weren't disappointed but then again we were disappointed if you know what i mean yeah the yeah. uh sound cannons that were used the uh barricades all this anti-riot here yeah. and stuff like that nobody had ever seen it actually in new zealand before 
And most people, it came as a complete surprise. It didn't come as a surprise to me because I'd been uh, active in uh, 2014 uh, when the search and surveillance bill was uh, being passed. And around about that uh, time, there were also massive orders of uh, riot control gear and Mm. ammunition and things of that nature that were being ordered by the New Zealand police and just kept in storage for a later date. So Mm, I knew that no matter how big the protest got or how or how well organized it was, they weren't able to uh, resist a well-equipped, well-armed, uh, well-drilled uh, uh, police force, uh, just a force to be reckoned with. They just came in, broke everybody down, destroyed all their property and got them off the, and got them off there. I've, I've been in personal contact with many, many people who've uh, been arrested down there. And it's like everybody's kind of like, war buddies when people come home from war and there's only somebody who's actually seen the face of war beside you and you kind of uh, create that bond yeah that's happened with a lot of activists in new zealand here and many of them have been so traumatized that they can't really go to another protest now the the question is whether or not we're going to have another protest the likes of which i Mm. i don't think so i think that that uh, now in new zealand People know. They should have known when me and Billy TK was arrested, but it wasn't big enough spectacle for them. But yeah. I think now they know that the New Zealand police and the New Zealand government don't give a flying F what yeah. anybody thinks, what anybody believes. They have an agenda, they have a framework, and they're walking towards it one step at a time. And any of us who get in their way, they will crush well, you see, this has been a common global experience, I think, Vinnie. You know, confidence in policing is, is, is just vanished. We, we, we saw the police in, in essentially in true, in, in, well, maybe some people always saw them as this. But, but I never realized they could be so brutal, uh, so merciless. And, and we got a bit of it here in the UK. But I saw, I, I did see, you know, the video of the stuff happening with you guys. And similarly over in Canada as well, Vinnie, a lot of mega brutality from Trudeau's uh, stormtroopers, you know. And, uh, and and it's just like, does when, when people see all this, then when they see the police essentially as enforcers of tyranny, does that then not make people just go, well, sod you, we don't want anything to do with you. You do not have a right to police us. Has uh, is, is that, is that been the kind of the, the, a response of the general population or just the, the truthers, so to speak? Just the truth is, mate. I mean, yeah. to, I mean, I've yeah. interviewed, what was it, three New Zealand former police members, a prosecuting sergeant, a detective, and a constable. And uh, they told me some very, very uh, uh, disturbing things. Uh, yet, when you think about them, not terribly surprising. If you get a whole bunch of young, attractive people who have no life experience, not a terribly high IQ, you give them isolation from their families, mindless repetition of boring tasks to fulfill, and a a little title and a little uniform, you're going to create a monster. And 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 you can direct that monster in any direction you wish. Yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, those people have homes, Vinny. They, they go back to their families, to their communities. I mean, yeah, you know. but they don't tell them. They don't tell them the truth. They don't tell them what they do every day. The uh, the constable that I interviewed told people he was an exterminator. All right, they don't. They know for a fact that police are not popular. 
they know that nobody trusts you. And so what happens is then the police has to becomes has to become your family um, as a as a certain degree of uh, coping with the situation. Because unfortunately, for uh, most of us in the in the real world, everybody does need social connection. But when your job depends upon you destroying the social fabric, all your social connections beyond being part of the destroyer gang will basically evaporate. Yeah, yeah. Well, well then, okay. So, Vinny, so now we see all. So the the New Zealanders all went out. The Kiwis all went out and took their jobs. Good boys and girls. First job, second job, booster jobs. And now we saw, I saw a headline the other week, or was it last week? Um, there's, <laughs> New Zealand's got a 100% increase in excess deaths. Do, do, do people see the connection or is it just... Mm, what, what is well, it? again, if it's not, this is a COVID-19 announcement, uh, then people uh, don't hear about it. And if they don't hear about it, they don't know. Like just uh, yesterday, for example, I went down to, uh, what was it? Uh, the Citizens Advice Bureau to get some uh, paperwork signed by a Justice of the Peace. And they were handing out masks and things of that nature. And apparently these people haven't seen the uh, the article by the Daily Mail that said that masks don't work. And that's mainstream media right there. And so uh, the old lady next to me, I said, I, I showed her to her on my phone, have you seen this article? And she goes, oh, okay. And just keeps wearing her mask. All right. If it ain't repeated a thousand times or a thousand different mediums, a thousand times a day, if people just want it just won't sink in. And this is the great thing about the new world order is they don't have to hide anything. Anybody who starts digging will find the truth very, very quickly, very, very easily. And that's the mm. uh, the the real sad thing about it is that there's so many people who don't want to know the truth. But it's it's understandable, right? So if I came up to you and said, David, I want you to sell lies. And you're like, lies? What, what would I get if I sold lies? Oh, mate, you're going to be rich. You're going to have all powerful and influential people who are going to be want to be your friends. You'll be able to sleep with all sorts of young women. You'll have a great home, brand new car, and like the public will just adore you. Really? That's what I get if I sell lies? And he's like, yeah, mate, yeah, mate. Oh, okay. What about you, bro? What do you reckon I should sell? I reckon you should sell truth, David. Oh, yeah? Well, uh, what do I get if I sell truth? Well! (laughs) Yeah, I know. Cancels. (laughs) Most most of your friends aren't going to be your friends anymore. You'll probably lose your job. In fact, you'll lose your job. And uh, you're going to experience a lot of uh, dark nights of the soul and a lot of uh, struggle in life. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, what are, what are the unforeseen consequences of telling lies? Well, you know all those friends you, you had, yeah. Then not really your friends. If you're going through a dark dark day, they'll uh, they'll just disappear. You mm. know all that money that you've got, yeah. Well, if you tell one truth, all that money will disappear, mate. Oh, mm. so I'm like a slave. Yeah. Well, what are, what are the unforeseen consequences of telling the truth? Well, those people who are your friends, they're actually there for you. When you really need them, you can just give them a call. Just two o'clock in the morning, they're there for you. Everything you need, exactly when you need it, and the precise amount that you need, yeah, will turn up exactly when you need it. All right, and every time you feel like giving up, something will just appear to encourage you to keep going. 
and that'll be your life. Real friends, real encouragement, real work, and only what you need to survive. Absolutely, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, it, it's it, it, it's it, it's it's a brilliant uh, sort of uh, definition of the two sides that those of us who, I mean, harsh truths uh, are never as popular as honey lies. So we we know that. Uh, but but all the same, there, there I found over the past couple of years, I don't know what it's been like for you, but I would have been from the sort of, if you like, conservative, libertarian-ish sort of uh, perspective before all of this. Now, I don't even see things like that at all. Totally don't. I, I'm, I, I'm only interested in a conflict between uh, right and wrong, good and evil. I know where I stand. I've got friends now, Vinny, who would have been political enemies of mine. But we that's all gone away. We don't see those things anymore, you know. So I, do you not think they've overplayed their hand? Because what they've done is they've increased our communities and our communities are building all the time. Uh, I think the the New World Order, the globalists, uh, the whole bunch of them, they've, they've gone too fast, too hard. And 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 maybe it's helping us. What, what do you think about that? There's a potentiality for that. Uh, but... If we look at the overall strategy, not the tactics, but the strategy of uh, the New World Order, look at how much mass surveillance they've got. They know all of our groups. They've probably got people in them. Yeah. And the fact that they haven't stopped us means we're not a threat yet. Uh, as soon as somebody becomes a threat, they're, they're out. And so this is how you manage it. Like I've got a garden that's uh, overgrown with weeds, for example. It's because yeah. I don't garden. I don't garden like the New World Order. New World Order sees one weed; it's actually starting to get too big. Boom! That 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 puppy gets pulled. And so there's a potential that uh, Stefan Versteppen, who wrote uh, what was it, Urban Guerrilla Warfare, uh, was right when he said that basically what we're doing right now is we're painting a target on our back. Now, if you want to go screaming to the gulag and get executed for the cause and so on and so forth, he says, you can do that. That's fine. But if you keep your head down and you start playing what he calls the gray man, where people don't know exactly what you're saying because you never stated an implicit truth. You talk in analogy. You, you talk in metaphor. Mm -hmm. And that way, the algorithm and the, and the uh, system doesn't really actually see you as some kind of a threat because you're not being literal. Yeah. And this uh, way, he says, that you can survive what's coming. He says they're going to take control. They're going to win, in inverted commas. But what that means is if you've got a psychopath who is a cup that cannot be filled, no amount of whores, no amount of drugs, no mm. amount of murder, no amount of torture will satiate yeah. their lust. And they've got complete control with whole groups of other psychopaths for which no amount of murder, no amount of distrust, no amount of lies, no amount of scumbaggery is enough. What do you think they're going to do to each other once there's no other threats? Okay? They're right. going to kill each other off. And that is uh, what Stefan is, is saying, is that we've already won. We're just going through the process here. It's like a, a child who uh, 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 gets caught smoking and then, mm -hmm. and then the father forces them to smoke a whole pack of cigarettes or something like that and they get real yeah. sick. There's going to be blowback and they've already generated so much negative karma that the blowback's going to be huge. The difficulty is that it's those of us who don't yeah. have stored food, don't yeah. have 
happens, don't have training, don't have preparation, and don't remember the most important thing in a survival situation, your mind. Keep it clear, look at what's in front of you, obey your instincts. Something sounds dodgy, something looks like it's about to go sideways, don't go do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Vinny, here's another one for you. One of the big surprises of this year, this last couple of months, was the out of, or at least it appeared to be, the out of the blue resignation of uh, your the glorious New Zealand uh, Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern. What was behind that? How do you interpret that? What, what was that all about? Chris Hipkins is the new Prime Minister. And he's basically the protege of Jacinda Ardern. He was there the whole time telling everybody in his little weaselly way uh, that everybody needs to stay safe and be kind and how he wants to hunt down every unjabbed person and personally give it to them. You know, it's... So so meet the new boss worse than the old boss, perhaps. Um, But without the star appeal, okay? Jacinda was just rock star, worldwide famous everybody knows her name and everybody sees her teeth and and it's just there's so much uh behind her stepping down that it's it's difficult to really go into because i recall when john Mm -hmm. key the previous prime minister also stepped down Uh, he was the previous most popular prime minister we've ever had steps down Jacinda Ardern, most popular yeah. prime minister we've ever had, steps yeah. down. What is up with popularity and, and not wanting to do the job anymore? I don't know. Um, but apparently there were large quantities of threats um, by the population of New Zealand uh, against her. And I think that maybe people didn't like being genocided or something. People didn't like being fascistically crushed. I, I, I can't. I, I don't have my finger on the pulse of no, of, of no. or whatever. Yeah, it, yeah. it could be a range of issues for which everybody wanted to see Jacinda Ardern dead. But, but you know, I, I digress. The, the real reason why she stepped down yeah. is you never know. And she just says that, oh, I don't have enough fuel in the tank. I want to spend yeah. a bit more time with my family. And just if she says it, believe the opposite. For example, when John Key stepped down, former Federal Reserve banker, he yeah. said, I just want to spend some time with my family, you know, and that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm certainly not going to go and work for big banks overseas. <laughs> and then uh, what did he do with, within 14 days? He went to yep. be a head of Westpac Corporation Australia. <laughs> yeah. So Jacinda Ardern saying she's not doing this, probably what she's doing. And many have touted that she may be heading towards the United Nations. Yes. Be, yep. Imagine, imagine Jacinda Ardern, president of the world, world president. All right. Mm. So if we have a fake alien invasion with Project Blue Beam projecting all of these freaking spacecraft and, like, planted explosives and stuff like that to simulate real damage, everybody would just immediately jump on board and go, hey, you know what? We need a world government to combat the alien menace. uh, And and you can't investigate any of the alien attacks, by the way. And so now we've got a global government, and now everybody, yeah, yeah, you have to uh, sign up, and you have to do everything right. And here's your tracer app, and here's your, uh, here's your, uh, what's it called, social credit score. And uh, now, now you have to do exactly what the government tells you, 
at all time of the day and night, even if it doesn't make any sense. And if not, the alien menace will come back and, and, and breed its babies and your children. All right. Like this is, this is yeah. uh, uh, what we can uh, conceivably be seeing. Yeah. And, and, and has the digital ID, Vinny, has that been progressed in New Zealand? Where are you yeah. going? Yeah. It's been pushed by the, uh, the Green Party uh, at the moment, or uh, the Watermelon Party for some. They're uh, yeah. red on yeah. the inside. And this is uh, of deep concern to some people. Many uh, ATMs and things of that nature are being removed around the place. Cash is starting to get a bit scarce. We're looking for, towards... Mm. Uh, digital mm. currency, because uh, once, you know, if you're an activist like me and you've got nothing but bank accounts and no cash and, uh, or something like that, people can't donate to you um, and uh, people can't give you anything. You're you're going to die, essentially. And that's what they want. And I, I don't think that uh, sitting back and letting it happen is a bright idea. I think it needs to be resisted every step of the way, even if you're not going to win. You know, people mm. are like, and you're all doom and gloom and stuff like that. Yeah, but I still got a smile on my face. Okay, all right. It could be worse. The world could be run by child trafficking Satanists. Now, is oh, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. All it right. is. Well, it's already as bad as it's going to get. What are you worried about? Now, oh, okay. it's true though. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the thing about it. There's there's always some something much much worse than whatever you're worried about. And so that means you shouldn't worry about it. What was it, Marcus Aurelius? I think I was actually talking to my, uh, the uh, guy at the convenience store uh, uh, earlier this morning. And yeah. uh, he, he, was, uh, he had some bad butter chicken and there's been a ferry breakdown so he won't be able to go down to be with his family and, and all of this other kind of stuff. And he sold up his business. He's, he's uh, taken a walk and, and that kind of thing. And uh, I said to him, you know, something that Marcus Aurelius said back in the day, said to be the last of the five great emperors. Yeah. Uh, he, he said, can you do something about it? If the answer is yes, then don't worry about it. Can you do something about it? And if the answer is no, then don't worry about it. Yeah. Right? yeah. The, the whole point of uh, anxiety is to uh, get you to be concerned about something that either has already happened and can't hurt you or hasn't happened yet and can't hurt you. As yeah. soon as you root yourself in this present moment and you go, where am I? I'm right here. What time is it? It's right now. Is there a threat coming to kill me in the next 30 seconds? Nope. Take a deep breath. <sighs> and yeah. you're back here and now when nothing is really going to worry you. So now you can think clearly and assess the real threats and problems in your life, self-improvement, whatever it may be. Mm. Yeah, I, no, I, listen, I agree with that because I, I think that the thing that makes us weakest is when we're made fearful, when, when we're made stressed and anxious. And, and in so many ways, natural, the, the physical uh, side effects of that, all of that, uh, the mental side effects of all of that, it weakens us as people. So I, I agree with you, Vinny. It's good if we cannot be fearful. The, the thing that shocked me during COVID was 90% of the population were very easily seduced into uh, fearfulness. And not um, a substantial number of them, I think, could... I mean, if, if they declared a climate emergency tomorrow i reckon uh, and that meant that you had to do the abcd most people would do it i think do you not oh yeah yeah they'd so make sure to, they'd make sure to advertise it uh, across all the uh, the mediums so people wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to ignore it 
is the mm. thing. And now, first time since we had uh, all of this stuff, we get alerts on our phones. Like at six o'clock in the morning, the phone goes, Mah! and we're like, whoa, uh, and it scared the hell out of you. And uh, this is a lockdown. It's an alert. This is some kind of fight. It's the Kraken. You know, it, it, like, I don't know why, how, how, how desperate. Yeah. Uh, uh, they are to uh, keep people yep. in a state of fear. I was like, can I can I unsubscribe to these government notifications? No, I still have to get them like everybody else. Even when my phone is on flight mode, even when it's on silent, the message still comes through and still goes at full volume and scares the hell out of you. Like, mm. my goodness, this is uh, an invasion, mm. right? We're being invaded mm. left, right, and center. And New Zealand has been ripened up by the uh, the state of China for a very long time. Let me tell you a story. Back yeah. in the day, uh, Canadian Royal Mounted Police and conducted an investigation onto Chinese infiltration of Canada, yeah. and they found that they were present in 100% of its ports, and they owned like 80% of downtown Vancouver. That's just two little factoids, yeah. right? Now, mm. what they do is there's a bunch of dirty embassies and you can buy citizenship to other countries. And back in the day, I remember three news reporting that 50% of uh, Auckland homes where, where I live were sold to people with Chinese sounding names. And the government hit back saying that's racist because most of those people are New Zealand citizens. Mm -hmm. Well, how did that happen? Maybe it's because the triads, the Chinese mafia, aka the biggest organized crime syndicate in the world, mm -hmm. and the People's Liberation Army, that's the CIA of, of uh, China, got yep. together to purchase the West's passports, send their agents over to our countries, buy out our local businesses, don't change the name of the business, keep no. running as per usual, make their kids study really, really hard, make them get educated, and then make them get government jobs. Mm. And before you mm. know it, after a couple of decades or so of this process, this, this investigation by uh, Royal Canadian Mounted Police was uh, conducted in 96, if I believe uh, correctly, and they found that there was already a huge hold in there. Imagine mm. how strong the hold is now, because that investigation was shut down by the Prime Minister's office, which means that in 1996, they already owned Canada. And they're using the exact same tactics all around the world to the point where Jamie Lee Ross, who was the uh, yep. political partner to Billy TK, was the first conspiracy theory party of New Zealand, really, the New Zealand Public Party. And they actually were polling. I think it was a third most preferred prime minister, Billy TK was. Unbelievable. Now, mm -hmm. the reason why Jamie Lee Ross uh, left the National Party, John Key's former party, opposed to Jacinda Ardern ostensibly, uh, is because he had the leader of the then uh, National Party, Simon Power, a recording of a conversation with him discussing the possibility of selling one of their members of parliament seats to a Chinese investor for $100,000. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so does China own New Zealand then? Is that what we're saying? We, we... uh, I wouldn't put, put it past it. I mean, they probably own more of New Zealand than New Zealanders do at this point. Because mm. it, it, it is, from this perspective, Vinny, I, I look at Australia and I look at New Zealand and I look at China and I see both those countries very much in the Chinese orbit 
and uh, and not in a good way, it has to be said, you know. And it was noticeable to me that Jacinda Ardern, for example, was very pally-wally with the, uh, the Chinese, almost like she was uh, an ambassador for China rather than uh, a New Zealander, which, which is a bit surprising, isn't it? Or maybe not. Yeah, I mean, uh, she was the head of Socialist Youth International. There was mm. a video of her uh, giving an address to the uh, assembly and she was uh, used the word comrade like four, nine or 14 times or something like that in a couple of minutes comrade mm-hmm. this, comrade that and so when she becomes head of uh, New Zealand and her mentors are Helen Clark who belongs to uh, parliamentarians uh, for global action which is a globalist organization that you have to be a democratically elected member of parliament to be a member of and she's yeah. also a member of the Club de Madrid which is for former heads of state uh, who uh, want a, a new world order as well you yeah. knew the writing was on the wall that who Jacinda works for, not less the fact that she received a Freemason scholarship for her degree in PR and political science, and right. that she worked for Tony Blair, yeah. and that she worked yeah. for the Better Business Bureau, which was involved in uh, the European Union, cutting red tape for large businesses and then using that red tape to strangle small businesses. Mm. This. Mm. These people have a track record. They have a space uh, in in uh, time, and they occupy their positions. They do their dirty work, and then they get out. Now it reminds yeah. me of uh, John Key, for example. He uh, was working in forex trading, uh, uh, associated with a man named Andrew Krieger, and he had a I think it was like a a huge, huge uh, margin of uh, correct sales over everybody else, right? Like 14 Mm. times more often John Key would make a sale uh, or Mm. make the right bet on the stock market than anybody else. You know what that's called? That's called insider trading because it's statistically impossible to get uh, that kind of success. And due to John Key's trades, uh, he collapsed the New Zealand dollar back in the day when it was floated publicly, got 100,000 New Zealanders out of work. And then what did he do? He then went to Australia, where they had an economic crisis. And so he went to Ireland, where they had an economic crisis. Went to the United States, where they had an economic crisis. And then he came back to New Zealand to help us with our economic crisis that he helped cause. Yeah, we see he was very experienced by that point, wasn't I? He, got, he, he had a global track record of it. Yeah, I mean, as somebody in the stream here says, these people are like locusts, and uh, I, I, I do agree with that. You know, they, they really are. But t- tell me this, Vinny, how do you things see things playing out now over the next couple of years? You know, we we seem to have gone through one phase of the, the, the new world order. W- what do you think is going to happen next in the next 24 months? Oh, I reckon there's got to be some kind of climate crisis, man. They've been milking and prepping people that for ages. Just watched yeah. a movie the other day called Reminiscence, where people are uh, uh, living in, a, in like a flooded Florida uh, uh, kind of thing, the flooded Miami. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's just, if you see it in the movies, it's going to become reality. I think that's, yeah. that's what, and if you see it in the news, it's as far away from reality as you could possibly imagine. All right. That's, that's basically mm-hmm. how the media works. You get your truth in the movies and you get your lies in the news. Yeah. That's, I think that's a fair comment. Yeah. I, I think, I think Hollywood is used for, uh, and, and broader media like that 
it's used to tell us exactly what's going to happen. And we've, we've seen that we, with COVID, obviously. There was lots and lots and lots of signaling long before it actually happened in movies and whatnot, you know. So, so, so you reckon climate emergency then is going to be the next one? One can only hope. You know, it's just... Yeah, because it's too uh, bad. Yeah. I mean, we had like a, a storm very recently in New Zealand, which has... We killed like a thousand people in Napier Hastings. Some people are saying on social media, we don't get we got really a confirmation yeah. of the numbers on that, but we've got people who've uh, who are like related to police who live down there and they're confirming it and, and so on and so forth. So, yeah. huge, huge freaking disaster, the likes of which we haven't really seen before, yeah. or at least not in living memory. Of course, we've had floods of this magnitude all the time throughout history, except what's happened is Niwa, the people who are. Uh, taking care of all of the monitoring of the weather, etc., have deleted all of the previous storms off of their website. What a surprise! Yeah, yeah. All right. yeah. This is an unprecedented one. See, see, there's no president. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, I, I think that is probably where we are going. I, I think they've run out of, or maybe they haven't run out of pandemics, or you know, alleged pandemics. I'm not sure if they, I mean, obviously, Vinny, you know, the uh, monkeypox, <laughs> monkeypox didn't work for them. The, nobody really believes anymore in these COVID subvariants and stuff, or indeed COVID for that matter. So I'm not sure where they go with that. Although it is interesting, is it not, that the World, the World Health Organization is working on a global pandemic treaty next month, I think. So, you know, that, that worries me a bit because when they work on these treaties, then... It kind of happens what they're uh, what they are uh, so scared what what they're so worried about also tends to happen. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but um, yeah, we need to resist. I think that's the main thing. And um, as I say, you've you've been a, a, an amazing guest. I can see all the comments coming in here, uh, Vinny. So uh, I think you've been, as I say, you're the first New Zealander I've had on my stream. And uh, it's been absolute pleasure to to have you to have you on. So uh, listen, as I say, I know it's the start of your day. It's the end of our day here. Uh, but can I thank you so much, uh, Vinny, for being here? Uh, we've put your website. Uh, we flashed it. Uh, Vinny, Vinny's channels. Make sure you support Vinny. Um, give you know, um, look at uh, loads of great content there for you guys to uh, so good. They've got banned. <laughs> It's a sense of humor. It's a sense of humor, Vinny, that keeps us afloat. I think they hate the fact that we laugh at them as well. Do you not? Uh, actually, I was interviewing uh, Dr. Sam Wagner, expert on psychopathy, and he says that they don't have an ego. Now, now people don't really know what that means. Mm. If I were to insult you or slag off your mum, for example, Mm. There'd be some part inside you that was hurt by it or angry because of it or something like that. That's the ego. It's the sense of self. Yeah. The psychopath, you can say anything and it does absolutely nothing. They don't care. They mm. literally couldn't care if they wanted to. They couldn't care if they tried. Yeah. Nothing we say and nothing we do beyond physically getting them to stop doing what they're doing matters. And, and that's what makes them such a terrifying adversary. It's just like the Terminator. Uh, there is no reasoning. There is no bargaining. And they absolutely will not stop. 
until you are dead. Can we kill this thing? I don't know. With mm. these weapons in this time, I don't know. Well, I think what we have to do is we have to keep trying. We never stop and we just have to keep going forward. Finney, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks very much for giving me your time. Uh, on behalf of everybody and all the different streams, I, again, much appreciated. And uh, as I said, good, good luck uh, uh, continuing the resistance uh, down under. That's it from us for tonight, folks, from Vinny and myself. Uh, catch you folks tomorrow night at 8 p.m. same time here in the UK. And uh, we'll speak then. Thanks, Vinny. Bye-bye, everybody. Cheers, guys. Cheers.